Mostly because you can't hear it now, because I took it off the, the computer monitor. Sure. So I don't know what's happening. <laughs> That's gaslighting. That, no, it's not what that is. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that cuts to Jared, cuts to Steven, cuts to Jared doing push-ups, cuts to Steven holding a chicken, cuts to Jared doing sit-ups, chicken dead. I'm your host, Steven Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, what are you cutting to? I'm going to go full David Lynch and just cut to 40 minutes of like an explosion or something, but it's going like super slowly. <laughs> okay, good, good. You're very, is this art, art, Jared? Art! <laughs> art. Jared holds his hand above his head. I'm assuming with a skull. Yes, that going... would be with a skull. Okay, yeah. cool. Going full Hamlet? Never go full Hamlet. <laughs> uh, how's life? How are you doing? Uh, good. It has been brought to my attention that there's at least one, but maybe, maybe this goes for multiple people. That I know that only listen to the intro part of this podcast. Okay. Because they don't know anything about Survivor. Sure. So they just listen to us bullshit for the first ten minutes. I love that. It also made me realize that what I speak into this microphone does get heard by human beings that know me. Yeah. Something you should know. Like, already. <laughs> but it's also funny references something that you said that you forgot you said on a podcast. Yeah. <sighs> It wasn't a bad thing. It was just like, oh, yeah, huh, look at that. It comes full circle. Yeah, I assume that's what, like, famous people, like, who do movies or YouTube stars, that you're like, oh, yeah, that brief moment of my life that was put out to thousands of people. We don't have that kind of an audience, but... No, not yet. Ah. Rate and subscribe and tell your friends. <laughs> tell your mom. Yeah. Sure. Tell your mom. <laughs> How are you doing, Stephen? I am so swamped right now yeah this is so i'm in tech week for one show and the off book date for the other show is coming up real fast so i am i am death i i'm awake i'm doing what i can but today was all studying so much studying i don't even remember when our off book date is it's on the calendar yeah i I think i don't have to remember you don't have to remember you don't act in it correct (laughs) Ah, but yeah, so heads up, we're probably getting one episode this week, just I'm out of time. Well, you're definitely getting at least one, because yeah, here we are recording it. We're going to record this one. You're getting one, probably not a second. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, oh well, I'm sorry. I'll make it up to you with sweet nothings. Ooh. Not you. No. <laughs> After this, we are like, we're, we're hanging out a little bit. I guess, like, part of me is like, oh, I feel bad. I don't want to say this. We're going to go see the D&D movie. We're going to go see the D&D movie. Which means we would have time to record another episode, but I don't know. Like, life, work-life balance, man. Yeah. Take, take care of yourself. It's also something you spend time with your fiancé. Yeah, there's that. I your have, fiancé does not do this podcast with us. I have not seen <laughs> my home very much this week. It's a little sad. Oh, well. I don't know. I don't have anything really to say in the, the preamble here. Um, the only thing I'm going to add is that Total War Warhammer 3 uh, launched a new patch, the Chaos Dwarf patch. And with that patch, they fixed the game. 
Like, they fixed the game? It's been a, it's been a bit of a mess since it released. Okay. With each patch making it better, but the jump between pre that patch and now is a huge jump forward. Unit responsiveness is better, the loading times are better, like, battles feel just overall better. Like, the unit mass feels like it should, damage is hitting like it should. It feels so good. Nice. I've played a lot of that in the last couple of days while I was sick. Well, good for you. Proud of you. I have somehow been keeping up with the new Survivor season, mm. and it is mm, chef's kiss. It's so good. This this last, last episode actually made me like feel emotions, which doesn't happen too often in Survivor. More like, emotions. <laughs> Jared, you're a director. You're an actor, too. You know what emotions are. All those things I pretend to have, that's right. Ah, yes, of course. You I'm kidding, I'm not a sociopath, this is a bit. <laughs> no, like, it was It was a really heartfelt episode, and I just, I lo- it's the difference between that had some good, serious emotions, versus this episode that we just watched that we're talking about today, where you're like, okay, there are emotions, and I, I like what I see, but also I just don't care. I don't care about this season. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking... This episode was a chore. It was a chore. This was hard to watch. Yeah. It's... And not in the way that, like, the sexual assault episode is hard to watch. Yeah. This was just hard to get through. You're like, is it over yet? <laughs> no. We'll talk about it. Yeah. It it, it dragged. It was yeah. slow. Ugh. But you know what doesn't drag or is slow? emails if you want to email us feel free to do so survivor tbt at gmail.com if you want to message us on the twitter at survivor tbt or reddit u slash survivor tbt or instagram oh survivor turning back time however make sure it's spoiler free because i'm the one who manages that yeah be, be cool <laughs> don't don't be a don't be a bad guy or bad girl oh my oh my anyway emails start off with the josh email Maybe you'll mention this in the next episode, but project you mentioned for Rob, Rumble in the Jungle, was a preview show for season six, hosted by Rob and Sheehan. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We're going to watch this. Yeah. It's it's based on whether men or women are stronger, and we'll, we'll get to that later, but it's, yeah, it's a hot preview for season six. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is season six like a gender-divided tribes, I assume, then? I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to say anything. Sounds like a terrible idea. Anyway, just the fact that Rob and Sheehan are hosting is wild. Yeah. Like, these people hated each other. They got better. <laughs> I got better. <laughs> I feel happy. Listen, I knew Sarah was going to do it at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Carl email. Carl, episode six. I think Marquesas being mid-tier on everyone's list is in large part result of production, not hyping it up. I mean, there's a few returnees, and it's never mentioned in a positive light like many of the classic good seasons. In fact, the opposite is true. They talk about how bad or average it is. It's real mid. I think it's good. But I don't, I don't have a lot of comparison points yet, so... Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe it's just Jeff's fault. Jeff bringing it down. It's, all, it's always Jeff's fault. Unfortunate, because Carl agrees that it's a great season. Jeff's list is an abomination. <laughs> I mean, he has... <laughs> what... Carl determines as a heinous season at three. Oh. So I won't tell you which one, but okay. that's fun. Interesting. Forget if it was Tyler or Josh, but whoever talks about purpling is probably more right about it than I am. 
I always hear her called Purple Kelly, but that might be because the term purpling was already around now that I think about it. If that's the case, my bad. I've, I've heard the term Purple Kelly yeah. before, so you're okay. not the only one. I mean, it's people talking about production and editing, so yeah. only people who really know that are editors, and there's no way that an editor is going to come out and write out and say, yeah, I fucking just didn't like this person, so I, <laughs> I didn't show very much of them. That would probably be against a contract. Yeah. On the actual episode, Love Ho Rob just takes Penny at face value when she says Ken was talking about voting for him. That's what I'm talking about! <laughs> he doesn't question it at all. No! He just blows up in Ken at Ken immediately. Mm. Great. And at least Ken didn't start more drama by being like, obviously Penny's lying to you. <laughs> Another great Helen quote, I wouldn't consider the others, for example... Ted or Clay, as swimmers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, beautiful. I can see where you're coming from on Rob with two Bs versus Rob, Boston Rob. I still like both pretty much equally, though. Never felt like Double B Rob was going to punch anybody, but I already knew he wasn't going to, so... That's true. We do have the hindsight of knowing what the future holds. Yeah, I've been shocked by people that I... That seemed much less problematic and violent than Rob with two Bs doing heinous shit <laughs> on on or off screen. Yeah. Far less cynical about Rob campfire slash tribal council scene than you guys seem to be. Obviously, we don't know because we weren't there. But it didn't seem to me that the others felt uncomfortable at all. I think they shared a pretty genuine moment. No, I agree. I was mostly just joking around because every time the camera looked at one of them... That wasn't Rob. It, they looked like they were a hostage. Yeah. Like, they looked like when your drunken uncle's like, listen, I, I, see, I'm going to give you some life advice. <laughs> Carl's episode seven email. Fun episode. They're all fun, but my favorite parts are usually listening to Jared theorize about the different directions that the strategy of the season could go in. Because they're all wrong? And not... Every time? And, and he continues, and not just because it's fun to laugh at him being wrong... Although that is part of it. That's fair. <laughs> Notes, Ted looks like if the Oscar statue was a Mexican Lucha Libre wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and Helen looks like the Joker. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Face paint will do that to you. Look at Jeff's gigantic shit-eating grin throughout the episode. He can't wait to drop the bomb on these people. It's I true. Know. And probably because he also fucking hates them. Yeah, it's... He knows what he's doing the whole time, and he just, he can't wait to fuck with them. Mm -hmm. Oh, he can't. Fun fact, the Survivor remix song you mentioned was first played in Australia. Hmm. I think this is the second usage. Cool. I, I have to go back and let's do it again, because I do not remember it. A lot of people over the years have gotten on Sheehan's case for falling for the fake merge, which was absolutely ridiculous to me. Yeah. Everyone would have fallen for the fake merge. I would have fallen for the fake merge. I did fall for the fake yeah. merge! Like, we... But the precedent is not there that they could just fucking do that. Yeah. I don't know. The meta patterns haven't been established yet. No one was going to notice that because they knew no new buffs or whatever. They must not be merged. I mean, yeah, that's that's the thing now is like, okay, you get your buff, then you're merged. Yeah. But at the time, nobody knew that. Yeah. I mean, if I went back and thought about the last few seasons, like, I'm sure they changed buffs at the time, but like... You're probably just assuming you're going to get it when you get back to your camp. Yeah. 
Don't blame her for spilling the tribe's secrets. I feel like that's pretty natural to do after being around people that don't like you for 18 days. Yeah, and that, true. Like, that's very human. Like, you have 18 days of not being able to vent about these people, and it's like, oh, it's finally somebody I can talk to. Enjoy Even if it's that. the worst person on the other, well, God, I'm not going to rank the three guys on Chewy Goddess who's the worst, because they're all the worst. Do it. I mean, Ted has to be the bottom. <laughs> yeah. He's actively a sexual criminal. Yeah. And then I guess it's Clay and then Brian? <laughs> Wait, but Brian strangles a puppy, maybe? I don't really know. I don't I'm gonna if Brian strangles a puppy, he's definitely below Clay. <laughs> so you're putting Clay at the top. Clay is the most likable of the three if Brian Okay, listen, when your competition <laughs> is a is an actual sex offender and a puppy strangler. Yeah, you win by default. Uh, this is fun. It's fun putting you in these spots. That one's not fair. That one, everyone knows what's going on here. Yeah. Aaron got like 10 conf confessionals in this episode. I don't know why she suddenly became the narrator, but I can, <laughs> I can see why she wasn't before. Kind of boring. Yeah, that's true. Shan said in interviews that she was planning on taking Jake and Ken to the end, so yeah. I think her strategy was something like what Jared described in the episode. There you go. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, lots of good stuff there. Tyler, in 2011, Rob appeared in three episodes of VH1's reality show Saddle Ranch as a bartender. Okay. Huh. From my understanding, that show was about people who were trying to make it in Hollywood working at a, the titular restaurant, which is a popular restaurant for upscale people in Hollywood. Hmm. Okay. Fun. Weird, but fun. I, I could see us watching that. We'll put it on the list. Yeah. Do we have a list? We should be writing these down. I haven't written down throughout my notebook. Good. Okay. Rumble in the Jungle that you mentioned was actually a Survivor thing that was made because of the aforementioned theme. Shan was the other co-host. Yeah, we said that. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about that is I read it and I knew that Shan was the other host. And I'm like, okay, I can't mention it this episode. I have to mention it next episode. And then I forgot. Ah, yeah. Because we filmed them back to back. Sure. So oopsie doops on my bad. Yeah, other survivors that appeared on it were Jeff, Kelly, the General, Sean, Kathy, Tanya, Brian, Penny. Like, there was a lot of wow. cast members on there. Okay. I may remind you which cast members appeared once you start watching the season and know what the theme is. Funnily enough, the entire cast attended the 10-year Survivor reunion, except for one person. Everyone in this cast did? I think the entire cast of the Rumble in the Jungle. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Except for one person, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. Cool. And then a couple of last ones from Josh. I did the out of order. Sorry about that. We don't have anything to send, but I figured you might find this quote from Sheehan's Reddit AMA interesting. Ha! It won a People's Choice Award and had 30 million viewers, but it was kind of a strange season, wasn't it? Lol. Probes hated the season, even while we were filming. Ha! <laughs> yeah. 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 I did think at the time it was really interesting. Many of the Thailand contestants had never been out of the country before. Some never had a passport before the show. Someone asked me if I felt happy at home. I had to clarify that I was from Taiwan and not from Thailand. Sigh. Yikes. <laughs> like someone on production? I bet it was a cast member. Okay, got it. There was a certain level of ignorance, but not direct racism. The show was very white. And in fact, yeah. my application mentioned that I... It was strange that no Asians had been on the show before. Hopefully, that has changed. Wild. Yeah. Also, for the next episode, I strongly believe they intended the merge at nine. That is why there's no reward challenge and an immunity challenge that query meant to be individual. 
Yeah. They do this in a couple other seasons as well, where they clearly want the other team to have a chance to catch up. Also, why does Helen sit out? And I want to hold that for a second. Yeah, Because we'll yeah, talk yeah. about that. And it's crazy to me that they were, we're still 33 episodes away from All-Stars, but you already know 15 of the 18 members of that cast. Wow. Maybe it's a fun memory game right now to see if you can remember the 15 you know. Ooh, do you want to go for that? Oh, God. Okay. Yep. All right, here we go. Rich. Yep. Kelly. Yep. Sue. Yep. Jenna. I'm forgetting his name, but I love him. He's the older guy on season one. Rudy. Rudy. Thank you. I kept wanting, I knew it wasn't BB, obviously, but, I, but <laughs> he's the old guy I remember from season. So that's five. Season two, Tina, Colby. God, I'm, I'm mixing up which ones on season two were second chance versus all stars. I know, right? So, uh, Keith? No, Keith doesn't come back. Correct. <laughs> Should have been Keith. Should have been Keith. Roger doesn't come back either. No. Elizabeth doesn't come back. Was it just the two of them for All-Stars for that one? I guess so. No. No, there's more. Okay. Um, there, There is one. Alicia? No. Oh. Wait. No, Alicia does come back. Sorry. Okay, Alicia. Yes, Alicia. I don't know. My brain went to a different person. <laughs> is that all the ones from season two? There is one more. Ooh. Thinking of the Ogre. Jerry. Oh, sorry. There's two more. God damn it, Steven. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm looking at the list. It's Ten of the 18 are from the first two seasons. Wow. Okay. Correct. It's the one that you're like, what the fuck is... Amber. Shit? Yeah, there you go. Amber. That's 10 of the eight, of the 18. There's only five more. So then Boston... Well, I guess I'll go with season three. Yeah. Ethan. Yeah. Lex. Yeah. Big Tom? Yeah. That's and it. then Boston Rob and Sheehan. Yeah. That's... Boom. Very nice. Very nice. I actively hindered you, and you still did a good job. Thank you. Way to go. All right. That's all the emails. Shall we? Yeah. Okay. Um, since we're seeing the D&D movie, uh, roll, roll for initiative on the bumper. Now how many seconds we leave dead silence before the bumper? Sure. Do I have, do I have a die? Nope. Well, that's going to make it hard then, Steven. It is. Bumper! <laughs> All right, so this episode came out on November 7th of 2002. A couple things in the week between episodes. Firstly, a federal grand jury in Houston, Texas, formerly indicted former Enron Corporation chief financial officer. Enron, Enron bad. Enron bad. Enron bad. (laughs) Um, This one isn't one that we would probably know, but I wanted to make it something that we should know. Okay. Vinette Carroll. Uh, passed away. She was an American actress and the first African-American woman to direct on Broadway. Oh. Take a guess what year that was. Oh, it's going to make me feel bad. It's going to be like... She passed away in 2002. Okay. So, before that... Sure. I'm going to bet it's like 1992. No, actually, 1972. Wow, okay. Earlier than I would have expected, later than it should have been. True. And then, uh, Iran bans advertising of products from the United States. That, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I was more surprised that they were allowed to advertise products in the United States before that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the number one song of the charts was Lose Yourself by Eminem. Ooh. All right. I know, right? And the number one movie has changed. So, number five is still My Big Fat Greek Wedding. People went crazy about that fucking movie. Sure. Number four is I Spy. Okay. <laughs> Number three is Jackass the movie. Number two is The Ring. Number one, it's November 7th of 2002. Uh-huh. It's a Christmas movie? Yes. Santa Claus 2. All right. The Santa Claus was a big hit. 
I know. I'm just surprised, first of all, that it released in November. Yeah, yeah. And second of all, that it does that well. Like, it is... It's, it grossed $150 million on that Thursday. Damn. Yeah. Also, remember when we all thought Tim Allen was, like, good <laughs> at, like, comedy and acting? How Tool about Time that? was fun. How about that? Tool Time? Home Improvement? Oh, yeah. Tool, or time, just, was the, tool just, time was the show inside of it. Specifically, the show inside the show was yeah, fun. Yeah. Okay, I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else? That is all. All right. Then let us get into episode eight, Sleeping with the Enemy. What the fuck is this episode? <laughs> Not necessarily the title, just the episode? Yeah. The title, fine, whatever. It's a direct quote from the episode. Yeah. It, it applies to the actual episode. It's fine. What is this episode? The structure of this episode is so bonkers. Yeah. It's, there's so much filler in this, and I, we talked about it a little bit in the email, but it, it's so all over the place. Well, the, the, so... They don't do a reward challenge. Right. And I think I agree with Carl. It feels like this is where they were supposed to merge, but they were like, let's give Sook Jai one more chance to catch up. But it would always be like that. I don't know why they would... Like, it would yeah, always be odd point. numbers if you merged in nine. Maybe they just didn't like the Chewy Gun people. Oh, fair. So they're like, let's give Sook Jai a chance. We don't like the Chewy Gun people, so... <laughs> yeah, sure don't. It's dead tracks. Yeah. Regardless of whatever the reasoning behind it is, it's bizarre. And we get to the immunity challenge, like, ten minutes into the episode? It's pretty early. It's, I don't think it's ten, but it's at least fifteen or twenty. Like, what do we see in the episode before the immunity challenge? Like, we see them coming back to the tribe that night. Yep. We see them talking about, like, living together and peeing in the wrong spot, as <laughs> we talk about. And that's it. That cannot be more than maybe fifteen minutes of the forty-five-minute episode. Yeah. So that means you have nearly half an hour on the back end... Between the tribal council and the vote. But again, this, you know, is, this is three days. This is three days! And they have... And there's no strategizing. Yeah. Because they... This is a weird consequence of the tribes being split. Is that the four of them are really tight. And there isn't really anything... There's no... None of them dislike each other. Yeah. They're not fighting against one another. They're picking the least bad option. So they're not, like, pulling people aside and being like, oh, let's get this person, let's get this person. They're just crying about it and talking about it. <laughs> My feelings. Which, cool, I love that. I don't love it for 30 minutes. True, 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 true. I, we could have done that in five. Yeah, well, we... Okay, let's just go through the episode chronologically, All and right. I'll, I'll go more into it. Let me start. Like you mentioned, we open the episode with a weird bit of, like, speculation back at camp, yeah. where Chewie Gun's like, hey, I wonder who's coming back to my house. Who's... Brian keeps calling it his fucking house. Yeah. Brian's gonna win this goddamn season, isn't fucking he? Fucking Brian. What made you vote off this person? What made you vote off Arid? What made you vote off Sheehan? Like, it's wild to me to see that. But also, then they, they show us them talking about what happened. And then show us doing it. So... They're, they're filling. They're filling so much here. They had 15 minutes of episode, maybe. <laughs> Sukjai, on the way back, is like jokes that... Was it Aaron? Or... No, it was Penny. Joking, ha-ha, Shein, not me. I'm still here, baby. We got rid of Shein. <laughs> Fuck Shein. Yeah, she was like, I thought I was going home because of the merge. And then 
oops, turns out there's no merge. Oops, no merges. Which, I mean, going back to, to I think it was Carl's point of, like, people blaming Sheehan for being blindsided by that, literally every single one of them was. Yeah. Penny thought she was going home. It's not like Sheehan was the only one that wasn't in yeah. on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And before they even get back to camp, is like, hey, from here on out, we're working together. We're going to run this table, baby. We just have to win one, and then we're, we're golden. Yeah. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. This is also, the not merge merge is, in like making them live together at be two separate tribes, feels like it is, <laughs> another way this is parallel to Australia, it's locking in the tribal split. Mm-hmm. Because it's, now you're not like meeting each other for the first time as one tribe. You have six days of cohabitating with tribal lines drawn in camp. Yeah. And it's a little bit like when you're in college and you don't have assigned seats, but yet you sit in the same seat every day. So let's let's play again the hypothetical game. Okay. Survivor had the power. They had things in the palm of their hand for them to watch these people go off and like communicate and be like, hey, ooh, they're intermingling. I like that. We can like mix it up. It's not going to go just down tribal lines. We could just let this play out and let them merge. Or we could not merge and then solidify tribal lines, which is boring. This feels like Jeff just wanted to do it because he wanted to do it. I mean, yeah. Like, there wasn't, they didn't put that much thought in it. It was like, ooh, yeah, yeah, let's prank them. Someone in production put this on a whiteboard somewhere and they're like, ah, that. Do that. Yeah. We like that. I mean, I do like establish. I like, I like what it does for Survivor in the long term. Uh-huh. I like that it creates an atmosphere of anything can happen with a few exceptions and actually is part of the reason why I hate the hourglass twist uh-huh. in 41 and 42 is because the one golden rule of Survivor is when you have immunity, you have immunity. Yeah. And nobody can take it away from you. Yeah. That's... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I know there's I know there's things like idle nullifiers or whatever because sure. those come up in 42, 43, whatever, but like the game... Survivor will never come to you and be like, hey, give me that immunity back. Like, a player seems like there's a way to, but I don't know. Regardless, I like the expectation that, like, okay, it's going to be different from season to season. Things are going to change. Yeah. This was a bad change. Yeah. And I think it hurts an already disastrous season. (laughs) The thing I will give Survivor credit for is they're always trying to innovate. Yeah. At least now in their 40-plus seasons, they're like, hey— we can't just be the same show anymore. We have to find new twists, find new ways to shake things up. Some of them are successful. Some of them are not. And I would be wrong if I were to be like, no, just keep the game as it is because we like it this way. They'd be, it'd be dead in eight seasons. Yep. Easily. I I 100% agree. And you're not going to find successful innovation without failed innovation. Mm -hmm. This is way, way, way far ahead to the 4142 that I have seen. But the hourglass twist is horrible. That's that one should have been known to be horrible right away. Jared, we named our show after that twist. I know, and that's because I'm bad at naming things and had nothing to counter you with. <laughs> that is true. That was my name, and I liked it. <laughs> so we're stuck with it, baby. Uh, back to I tried. I pitched the Jared Brambles about bullshit podcast, and that you didn't like that one. Well, I mean, it is the podcast. <laughs> It's just not the name of the podcast. Yeah. 
We'll, we'll, I'll edit it. I'll put a solo new banner for the next one, the Jared Rambles About Stupid Shit podcast. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're back at camp. They're kind of talking a little bit. Ken's like, yeah, we voted her out because she made an accusation that if she gets voted out, then you guys are just going to chop us off one by one by one. And, and we don't like being threatened. Yeah, we don't like being threatened. And Chewie-Gon's like, oh, really? No, we never. would never. Oh. Uh, bummer. And everyone, everyone in the building's like, yeah, we all knew that. It's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. That's <laughs> what they said. Fuck them. Yeah, I do think it's what's going to happen. But, <laughs> but no, they didn't know how the jury worked. Hold on, wait, say that again? It doesn't seem like Clay knew how the jury worked. What did he say? I don't remember who it was in the camp. It's, they're just talking in this part. And it's just like, you know, now everyone from here on out is in the jury. And Clay's like, really? I was like, Clay, did you not know that? Like, he seemed genuinely surprised. Maybe he just he, didn't know what the number lined up with. Maybe. He was like, you mean we're here the whole time regardless now? Like, it, the concept blew his mind. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think Clay's seen the show. <laughs> well, he's certainly not done a good job of appealing to the jury. <laughs> Hypothetical. We because love this is a filler episode. Sure. Would Survivor be better without the jury being there the whole time or without the jury being contestants? Like if it was like a public vote, like an America votes? Like what do you think about that? No. Okay. Because if if the public votes or average Joe who isn't playing the game gets involved, it becomes Big Brother, which mm. is more of a popularity contest. Hmm. I don't That's want fair. the like squeaky queeniest person to win. I don't want the person who is the, like, oh, that person's just so likable to always win. It doesn't allow for good gameplay. Hmm. I sometimes want that. Like, if likable is your strategy, go for it. Like, you can win with that. If being a snake in the grass and pulling the wool over everyone's eyes and being like, ha I did it, is your strategy, that can win too. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about, like, how now they have to all kind of be... And maybe this is only a problem when the two tribes are separate and not mm -hmm. merged with the jury, but they all kind of have to be fake to each other sure. for a while yeah. in ways that I don't think are is good content or good for the game. And I was like, I don't know how to circumvent this problem. I guess I kind of do. Fucking merge! <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that idea because we're going to play a little bit with that in all-stars mm. of something not what you're saying but something similar mm. so like is I said, everyone on the jury the whole time at all-stars no but mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna hold on to that thought okay we'll come back to that but also i wanted to note that i am naturally not trusting of the general public me either yeah me either no i i guess i think you're right i think the only thing i think the the problem is with there not being a merge, right? There is no upside to having any genuine connection with anybody on the other tribe. Yeah. You're not, or like, doing anything that is unsafe. Like, there's no point in talking about anything that isn't completely watered down. There's no benefit to trying to make an alliance or form a connection 
because you don't know when or if you're going to merge, but you do know that they couldn't, that anything you say that upsets them, you can be punished for. So there's no reward and all risk. Well, that's what happened here is Ken is like, hey, we're going to be on the jury now, so you got to make friends with us. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what sparked this thought. Yeah, it's funny. And then he said the title of the episode, and we went, ah, there it is. Ah, sleep with the enemy. Good time. <laughs> anyway, we have a weird slow motion zoom of the... Day 22 starts as slightly visible and then becomes all the way visible. It, it's opaque and then it's not. I didn't catch that. It's weird. Well, it's because it's Ted sitting out on the beach mm. and then next to him in the right side of the frame, it's like, day 22. <laughs> like, okay, that was weird, but I'm, I'm for it. You said it during the episode. This whole thing does feel like an art film project. <laughs> this whole episode. Yeah. Ted's out talking to his family. Early in the morning, Penny comes up and like, hey, you're talking to your family again? And Ted's like, yep, I do it every day. And I am concerned. The schizophrenia has finally gotten to him. <laughs> do what you have to do to continue to thrive in this game. But, yeah. uh... It's ritual. Yeah. Yeah. But this whole section, Penny is trying so hard. <laughs> yeah. And every single person calls her out for it on the Chewy Gun tribe. Even Jan calls her out. Yeah. Which, you're saying something when Jan's like, yeah, she's trying too hard. Jan even, like, sets it up well of, like, oh, well, you know, that's her that's her tools. You gotta use what's in your toolbox. I'm like, yeah. Jan, you're so wholesome. Clay has a rare, actually, genuinely funny moment where he talks about, like, how Penny's trying to butter him up and, like, basically, like, flirt with him mm -hmm. to get what she wants. And he's like, I'm 40-whatever years old. Like, that ain't gonna work on me. Yeah. And I was like, We're past right. that. Yeah, I was like, all right, Clay. <laughs> Dang it. That I, was almost kind of funny. I love that they let them keep the basket from the slingshot challenge. Yeah, they're just, like, playing hoops. Yeah. I feel like Modern Survivor would not let them do that. No. They absolutely would not. Because that's a way to pass time. It's a way to stay sane. And they're like, no, we don't want that. We want you all to go fucking crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And then we eat bananas. Mmm, these bananas are great. Be a shame yeah. if something were to happen to them. <laughs> Check, ah, yes, Chekhov's banana. <laughs> and then we have some tension? A little bit? Chewy Gun's peeing in the cave. Yeah, I will, I will say one other thing. Um, even Helen compared the season to Australia. Oh. She didn't. She's like, I'm just going to be like an Australian. Like, oh, no skin off my back. Like, whatever she did. Uh -huh. And I was like, even Helen thinks this is Australia. <laughs> but it. yes, the piss cave. Yeah, we're peeing in the cave. It looks like Ted's peeing in the cave. What's hilarious is that they gaslight themselves. Like, Jake is like, no, they're not peeing in no. the cave. And then, like, the camera zooms in <laughs> on the urine. Camera zooms in on the urine, cuts to Ted peeing over on the other side of the cave. Yeah. And like, there's no way they're peeing in the cave. Dude, the ocean's like seven feet away. It's not that far. What are you doing? Peen in the cave, man. And Ken is so funny in this chunk. But like, yeah, Ted. <laughs> Ted and everyone else. Like, listen, Ted is not the worst thing you've done on the island thus far. True. Why do you have to be shitty about everything? Because we have to, Jared. I'm yeah. contractually obligated to. Speaking of shitty things... Brian has the <laughs> most sexist monologue I think I've seen in a long time on Survivor. Yep. And this is one. Do you want to say it? One upping his own. I if you have it, like I, the full quote, go uh, for kind it. Kind of. I didn't. I didn't want to write this down. Basically, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. This says like 
It's amazing how even all the way out here, the women are domesticated still. <laughs> Fucking yikes. Yeah, he's essentially saying like, hey, look at them all down there making food together while we're doing nothing. Ah, look, the women know their place. The way it should be. And we're all sitting there like, this fucking guy. He's the worst. And I'm I'm worried he's gonna win this season. This fucking guy. He's in the he is in the driver's seat for this season. Ooh. It sucks. <laughs> fucking sucks. Chewy Gun sucks. And I noticed that you kind of backtracked a little bit on your your Jake. Yeah! So <sighs> Jake has a response to this that's interesting. I wrote in all caps. Jake is an ally calling out Brian. And then later I went, never mind! <laughs> Hold on. I take it back. Well, because he's like, Jake does that kind of thing where, like I said, there's there's no, and I can understand Jake's position here, there is no reward for for confronting Brian mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. whatsoever. But I can almost tell that Jake doesn't really appreciate it because of what he says, something along the lines of like, uh... He says something like, that's quite a thing to say or something like that. Yeah. And then he points out, he's like, funny you only say that when the women are away. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you won't say that to their face, huh? And I was like, that's a little shady in a good way. Like, good for you, Jake. Um, It's very, like, workplace, someone saying something that they shouldn't be saying, but you don't want to stop them or report them. You're just like, I don't know. Here's a snide comment. Ha 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 ha. To let you know where I stand. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think you're full of shit. Yeah. And, like, would I like it if the the rebukes to that were more full-throated? Sure. But, like, why, at where Jake is at in the game, why would you? Why? Why would you? You're not going to change their minds. And, I mean, if anything, go to the woman and be like, hey, this is what this guy's saying about you? Let's... I wrote down there, I was like, do a women's alliance plus Jake. Like, once they merge. It'd be smart. Helen, Jan, Peggy. The Skyler sisters. I couldn't remember last Penny. <laughs> <laughs> Jake and Ken, boom, right to the end. Boom, love it. Jake is, and then we go from that, and then Jake's like, hey, Helen needs to stop reciting recipes. Yeah, oh man, that was hilarious. It's so funny. They, You said it's like an art, this one episode's like an art film project. Uh-huh. It was. It was. This section of Helen listing off a recipe as it like jumps to her and then to Brian, and then her, and then to Jake, and then her, and then to Brian's mouth, and then Jake's mouth, and then, <laughs> like, close up on Jake's eyes. And <laughs> you can tell that they're just losing their fucking minds. Jake can't deal with it. I just... wouldn't be able to either, to be perfectly yeah. honest. You, you're you starving, you, you're missing the creature comforts, and someone's like, hey, re- try this recipe when you get home. <laughs> Dude, stop. And it just keeps going. It just keeps going. And Survivor kind of wants to frame that, the qual a little bit, where it's like, okay, it's just a little thing, but it's getting on everyone's nerves. But then, like, even later in the episode, she keeps doing it. Yep. It's... Which is not something we've seen up to this point. So... Yeah. (laughs) So is this, like, a new thing she just started doing? I don't know. Maybe having a new tribe is like, hey, let me share all my recipes and secrets with you. This is her Australian point of view. (laughs) We hear about... Five different recipes in the total of this episode. Oh my god. Hilarious. That's what we should do. We should try them all. Ooh. We didn't hear the full recipes, so it wouldn't be helpful. Even better. Let's try it from where we stand (laughs) and fill in the blanks. And then they go in the boat and Jake gets weird. Go on. Tell me more. So Jake spends this episode trying to start an inn 
with Brian, mm-hmm. which sucks. I wish Wait, you're saying the thing that Sheehan did that got her voted out? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's being a little more subtle about it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The same thing that got Sheehan voted out. <laughs> oh, if they would have kept Sheehan around, then they would have already had an in. Weird. Weird how that works. Uh, he's like, he says to Brian, Jake does, so who on your tribe, which of the women on, your, on our tribe do you think is the cutest or something like that? And I was like, that's a weird fucking thing to say. It is. Now, it is out of context. We didn't hear the conversation up to that point. Mm-hmm. And we also know that Jake's trying to, like, sweet talk him, and he knows that Brian is a misogynist. So, I need that full conversation, That's please. a good point. Jake could be big-braining this real hard. Yeah. Especially, well, because like, we don't know. Brian could have spent, like, the 20 minutes before that talking about how hot he thought uh, Penny and Aaron were... And how he also was attracted to Sheehan and sad that she's gone. And then we get Jake's isolated clip of like, well, which one you think's the cutest or whatever. Maybe. That, <laughs> that's that's the benefit of the doubt, but it's 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 a it's a weird moment to show us that goes nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Mm. By fun, I mean eh. weird. Yeah. And then we jump into the immunity challenge. The no, guys, I swear it's totally a team challenge. Immunity yeah. challenge. We have. Snorkels <laughs> built for everyone out of bamboo. They're submerged in the water, but the little tip is out so you can breathe. But these aren't very good snorkels. They're just made out of bamboo. So you're going to have some leakage in there. Is this a form of torture? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess the thing that makes it not a form of torture is you can stop doing it whenever you want. Sure. But yeah, it's pretty close to waterboarding, actually. I've done some workouts in high school that I feel were kind of a form of torture. Kind of like <laughs> this, but to each their own. Anyway, we're like, hey, this is a team challenge, so we're taking your total cumulative time that everyone is down there and whoever has the most time wins. I do like that more than Last Man Standing. I know that sometimes they'll do these types of individual challenges that become team challenges. Mm-hmm. I like doing a cumulative time over like whoever's the last one. I agree. To shame it didn't matter. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> hey, so of a tribe, uh-huh. let me just hypothetically throw out. So you're a tribe of, let's say, five people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you're... <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Keep going. And your tribe is a giant man who has shown that he does not like the water and does not know how to swim. Sure. Clay. <laughs> yep. A used car salesman that admittedly is pretty athletic. Yep. A 117-year-old kooky grandma that's losing her mind. Love her. And a Navy swim instructor. Yeah. You're sitting out one of them. <laughs> Who is I'm it? A, I'm going to go with the Navy swim instructor. Oh, I guess so! I I cannot understand why this happens. No idea. And it's so fast. Yeah. Like, if you had to sit Jan out, and you're like, oh... Or, sorry, if you couldn't sit Jan out. Because, well, yeah, and this is the immunity. Ch- you can't sit out two challenges in a row, mm-hmm. so maybe they're like, well, if it's just immunity challenges from here on out. But this one seems like the most important one. Yeah, I agree. So I can't think of any world in why you'd sit out Helen. I, I don't know. There has to be something behind the scenes that we don't know about. Sit out Ted. Yeah. Like, you, sure, you want to be able to sit out Jan for a challenge that's more physical than mental, because this one is mostly mental. It's, I agree. Uh, so, okay, sit Ted out. It, it blows my mind, and if anyone has context out there to fill in the gaps, I would love it. It doesn't matter, but it doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. They were given nose plugs and goggles? Yeah, that makes sense. Does it? Um, considering 
The nose plugs, yes. Nose plugs, yes. Because you have to blow out air, and you're going to blow it out of your nose, and then, I mean... I agree. And you can't... You have to put two hands on the pipe. Goggles, probably to find the snorkel. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, and it doesn't help them too much, because they are not down there long. No. So, the first person is up in nine seconds, and that's Penny. Ken is up in 15 seconds. And then a couple people from... Chewy Gone. Chewy Gone pop up. And then we're just like, boom, boom, boom... Pretty much everyone is up except for Jake and Brian. And it's quick enough that Jeff's able to do the quick math and be yeah. like, we have a 16 second time difference. So Jake's got to be down there longer than 15 seconds after Brian pops up. Yeah. Now, what's crazy to me is most of them were up out of the water in less time than you can just hold your breath being underwater. Yeah. And crazy. I think that this is deceptively more difficult than it looks. Yeah. Because, yeah, you do get a wrong breath immediately and you're fucked. Well, and they point out, too, like, if you don't blow all of the water mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. of the tube, you're screwed. Yep. Because you just now threw all your breath out. You didn't get all the water out, so now you're sucking in water. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I agree with this being... I think this is a little too hard. I think it. it's a cool idea... I think it relies too much on getting the water out of the snorkel. Mm-hmm. I think if they had put like a cap on the snorkel, so you got down there and you like popped it off. Yeah. Like that would have been better rather than have it like half filled with water by the time that you get down there to it. So I think I've said this before, but Survivor is going to tweak this challenge. Mm, okay, good. It doesn't exactly come back like this, but... It comes back in a form that's so similar to this that you're like, I can see where the origin traces back to. Well, this one kind of traces back to the season one breath-holding challenge. Yeah. In a way. In a way. It feels, it felt very similar. Yeah. Just worse. We're just, we're slowly working our way toward the ultimate challenge of like, ooh, that looks like hell. (laughs) Good. Uh, So yeah, Jake doesn't go longer than Brian, so we have to go send in Clay to... (laughs) rescue Brian. Brian looks like he could have been down there for fucking ever. Yeah, he like almost fights Clay off. He's like, no, let go of me. I have to... He's like, no, 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 come back up. You won. He was just dissociating. <laughs> Same. And then we get back to camp and the monkey stole the bananas. The fucking monkey. <laughs> this this Megillah is just a monster. Monkeys do love bananas. Yeah, Sure. The monkey ate the bananas. The monkey took out the noodles and like put them on the ground. Must have tried them and was like, nah. Give Helen a gun. Give her a gun to shoot that monkey. Helen wants to murder the monkey. And then take it away from her because she'll kill Jan. Yeah. And, okay, so the monkey stole the bananas. The monkey spilled some noodles. And he stole the chicken. No, just kidding. He didn't steal the chicken. He just stole some chicken feed. That was good. That was Unfortunately, unfortunately they showed us the chicken like seven times. Correct. So we knew that wasn't true. We, we tried to make the joke, but it, it it's still there. And... Now we get emotional. Yeah. And, yeah, now we do the so, s- days of our survivor. <laughs> Jake is so distraught. He feels like he lost that challenge for his tribe. Which is wild, because he's the only one that did a good job. Correct. <laughs> and, yeah. D- he the- does say that he's the water guy, though, so. Sure. And tribal, he's like, he's like I'm the, you keep me around because I'm the best at the water challenges. Mm-hmm. So I guess I can see that to a certain extent. But still, you I, hope that your other team goes longer than nine seconds. Yeah, that's true. He's a good sport and a good leader. Like, mm-hmm. I do appreciate, you know, 
the way that he's interacting with his tribe around this. Yeah. Um, I like the pep talk he gets from a hallucination. <laughs> That's a good pep talk. You're talking, was it Aaron or was it Penny? It was Aaron. Okay. These are the hallucinations? Yeah. Cool. She was never actually there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this whole section is good. Like it's genuinely good content. Like yeah. I like the Aaron speech to, to Jake. It just goes on too long and goes on twice because we do this part of it. And then we have a break dealing with like the killing of the chicken. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to we're sad and talking about somebody going home again. Mm. And that lasts like 20 full minutes. Mm. That Those three sections. Okay. Sucks. Yeah, it does. It's bad TV. It is. Then they're, they they group together. They talk a little bit. The, the Sukhjai tribe does. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to eat that chicken. It's our chicken, but we want to eat it with everyone. We want to make sure that we're all going to have it. Mm-hmm. And then here comes more art film shit. The <laughs> Yeah. Lucky the chicken is about to get wrecked. Ted doesn't want to see, so he goes down to the beach where he's doing a workout. Crunches. Jake is petting this chicken. Yeah. Like, having an emotional moment of, I love you, chicken. I don't want to murder you. But he's going to be the one doing it. Yeah. Clay is sitting there with the, the like, biggest smile on his face, like, murder it. Once, it. once Jake snaps his neck, I swore Clay got a boner. <laughs> like he looked like he reached orgasm he was so happy it was Un- upsetting unreasonably happy in a moment where you just murdered something yeah and he has clay has this weird confession like uh, i grew up on a farm it's just a chicken who cares kill it clay has zero respect for anything yeah he's awful and then on the flip side jan has more respect for everything than is necessary uh, yes correct jan <laughs> buries the head and chicken feet why the feet? <laughs> it's a good question. Well, because no one was around to eat it. The the head... Okay, fine. Sure. Uh, fine. The feet? I got nothing. Okay. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Also, this is a... The killing of this chicken is is so violent to put on TV. Yeah. It, it is... Like, it doesn't exclusively show everything, but it's enough that you're like, oh my god. You can fill in the blanks. I yeah. mean, you you see Jake's... And this is... We've seen all three chickens die, by yeah. the way. Yeah. We've watched Jake snap all three of their necks. So I don't know who at Survivor Production is like, oh, look how good he kills that chicken. Yeah. But like, okay. He has to snap it like three times. And we see all of them. All of it. And we see it's like wing flying on screen and Jan holding the feet. Why did they make Jan hold the feet? Yeah, that was really upsetting. I don't know why you did that, because she was not comfortable doing Maybe it. Maybe Jan wanted to. Maybe it was, it was you know, Jan was like, I care a lot about its life, and it will feed us, but, like, I want to, I feel a personal connection. Whatever. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, regardless. It's a, it goes, it's like a fucking Tarantino film. It is. Why are we watching three minutes of this chicken die? Because the world needs to see it, Jared. This is what we do for art. And then Jan, yeah, Jan's pet cemetery. Yeah, Jan yeah. has a pet cemetery uh, next to the dead bat. Yeah, and they'll keep each other company. Aww, just the bat and a head and feet. <laughs> Imagine the chicken though, with just head and feet running. That's around. why it's so much weirder. Like Ghost he took in everything in the middle and said, "Nah, nah." <laughs> Sukhjai, let me. You know, no, 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 no. Okay. I'm stopping you. Okay. Like, imagine you're doing like Macbeth, or you're doing like it was like Game of Thrones, whatever. Bring me his head. And they throw his head out and his feet. Sure. You'd be like, 
Why? <laughs> What's the foot for? I don't need his fucking sneakers. <laughs> yes, the, everyone knows that Jon Snow was wearing Air Jordans. Uh, excuse you, Nikes, he's a man of the people. <laughs> Isn't Air Jordan owned by Nike? Yeah, but it's like the expensive one, I think. Okay, sure. I'm not a sneakerhead. Me either. Cool. I'm going to move on if that's okay with you. Yeah, fine. All right. Sukjai has their other emotional moment. They're crying. It, it rains on them. They're like, okay, we'll save her for tribal. Yeah. I mean, like the, like I said, the weight of this vote is really cool. And I like seeing the people, like, live their truth about it. Yep. Do we need it for 20 plus minutes? Nah. No. But it is super fitting that this is the episode that Aaron goes home. And is the filler episode that you can remove from the season and nothing would change. I agree. <laughs> it, it works perfectly. Yeah. Was it planned that way? No. It's like poetry. <laughs> <laughs> At Tribal, everyone kind of says why they're still here. Ken, I'm... You're sorry. Aaron's like, I haven't caused any drama or hostility. Or done anything. Or done anything. Penny, I pull my weight. Jake's, the water challenges are my bag, and I hold this tribe together, I guess. And Ken's like, I swung. I swung. I swung. <laughs> and then they go vote. Weird that Aaron voted for Ken. What What made you think... What? Why do you think she did that? Well, I thought it was going to be Jake. And first of all, because I knew she was never going to vote for uh, Penny. Mm -hmm. They seem close. But when she's giving her vote, she has this, like... Uh, it just seems like the game's really wearing on you and you don't really have it in you anymore. And I was like, we spent this whole episode with Jake being a fucking mess. Yeah. And then she she says that about Ken? Yeah, fuck you, Ken. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> she did the thing. Ken she... doesn't seem... Ken has not changed. Nah, Ken's been pretty... Ken's been Ken. The whole time. Yeah. Whatever. I'm Barbie, I'm Ken. And then Jeff is weirdly sad about this vote. Sad? Yeah. I didn't, didn't get sad. No, his, his like whole thing, he's just like, the tribe has spoken. Come up here, I'm gonna snuff your torch. Mm. Alright, thank you. Yeah, it is somber, I guess. Yeah. But this, I was, I was talking about the speech he gives afterwards, after uh, Aaron goes. Even still, the energy is way down. It gave me disappointed dad. Sure. Maybe, I mean, we have established that he likes having the hot people around. Oh, not that he went home. It was just like, uh, well, you guys have lost four in a row. Get your shit together. Mm. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. There's only three of you left, so good fucking luck, losers. Yeah. It's kind of the vibe I got from it. Uh, so yeah, that's the end of the episode. We're at a, a three to five, and who knows, can they make up the ground here? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I would not be surprised to just see the women go home from here on out. Mm. Like, I could see a world in which first Penny goes home, and then Helen and then Jan, and then your final five is the three men of Chewigan and the two men of Sukjai. I don't want it to be that way. But it could. But it could. Yeah. There is almost no facts about Aaron post-game. Aaron doesn't exist. <laughs> I like how you didn't even bother to say she doesn't come back. Because, no. like, of fucking course she doesn't. No, she doesn't come back. She was the youngest female on... On her tribe. Cool. She was the first jury member who was not part of a merged tribe. This is all trivia from Survivor Wiki. Uh, she does a little bit of acting. Of course she does. Not much. So that's the thing is like when they get these young women that are attractive that they don't give any spotlight to. It's usually they get on the show because they want to 
go into Hollywood. Sure. A lot of people get on the show because they want to go to Hollywood. But, man. Yeah. Well, there's there's three... Okay, wait. We I know lied. less about her on the show than we did off. Yeah. So, looks like she does a reality show called Treehouse Masters. I don't know if she's hosting. No, she's only in one episode. In 2018. And does looks like two films. One looks... Not good. It's called Male Fantasy in 2004. Ooh, okay. How, male, M-A-L-E or yeah. M-A-I-L? One that looks like it's rated nine stars on IMDb called The Next. No, that's too good. We don't want to watch that. 2004 as well. Wow. And she, it looks like she is on the cover. Of a nine out of ten? Or nine out of a hundred? Oh, there are only six ratings. Oh, okay. We, it's might, her... we might want to watch this one. What is, what's the other one called? Uh, male fantasy. Right. What's male fantasy and the next? The next. I feel like we want to watch the next. Okay. Just looking at this, it does look independent film esque. Hell yeah! All right, let's. I love it. Cool. Who's your protagonist of the episode? Does it matter? It was Aaron. No, it wasn't. It was like <laughs> fucking Aaron. It was Jake. It was Jake. Yeah. This is Jake's episode. <laughs> Aaron is not even the protagonist in the episode that she goes home, I which mean, not everyone is. <laughs> But usually that's because there's, like, some type of gameplay thing or, like, someone strong has taken over an alliance or something like that. But by the format of this episode, the person who went home, it should have been their episode. Yeah. But Aaron is so devoid of personality, or at least the show is unwilling to show it to us, that she doesn't get that. We get this boring filler episode. I I keep reading more on this video the next... And I just want to show you the tagline here. Tagline, somewhere, somehow, something went wrong. That's it. That's the tagline. Holy shit. In the near future, a ruthless corporate executive hires a criminal to kidnap a mysterious business rival. But somehow, somewhere, something goes wrong. Or does it? What the fuck is that? That's word salad. (laughs) Okay, I can't. I can, and I will. We're going to watch it. Yeah. Because we have to. We don't have to. I want to. We have to. I will make you. How do you think she does in Future Survivor? Awful. Cool. She... I agree. She won't... I don't think she's ever a first vote um, because she's not controversial enough. I think she is always the first person that goes home in whatever alliance she has leached onto. Mm. Yeah. Yep. She's the Amber of her season. Mm. What a bummer. Or the Sarah of last season. Although Sarah was actually bad at the game. Aaron just didn't play it. Oh, sorry. There is one more thing I have to say about Aaron that she was voted as a nominee for one of the hottest females at in the Survivor America's Tribal Council. She didn't win. Of course not. Where wh- when was that? Like how many seasons did that encompass? That's at All Stars. Got it. It's a weird competition to have. We did get some awkward shots of Clay, like, staring down her legs, so that was gross. Gross. Poor Aaron. I, like, I say all this, like, I'm disparaging her. Disparaging the character on the show yeah. and the production elements that led her to get no screen time. And yep. also maybe she's boring. Who knows? Who knows? We, we don't. The world may never know. Nope. <laughs> is she a good actor? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Uh, my guess is no. Probably not. Bumper! <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. We talked a long time for an episode that had almost nothing. 
Yeah, that's because I got to talk about like big stuff because there was nothing, no specifics in the episode. That's a good about point. Because I got to rant. I don't know. Sorry. I, I felt like we had some some good back and forth in this one. Oh, I agree. Yeah, we just didn't get to talk about like there's nothing to break down in the episode. No, there's no strategy happening. No. People are just fucking about. Yeah. The season sucks. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. I I am genuinely excited to move on to a different season yes. so we can. There's still a lot to talk about in this in this season. What's so. even worse is that there's at least one more person in this season. Or actually, I, I can guarantee there's only one more person in this season that's going to be on All Stars. Ooh, who do you think that is? The winner. I don't know who that is. Okay. But it's going to be the winner because I do remember you saying, or I was. It was like every winner comes back except for one, I think, and we know that's the Sepia. If I did say that, that is not true. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then never mind. Yeah. Maybe that's. Maybe I just thought that there would only be one that didn't. I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Why you would extend the invitation to the winners? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's I. Unless they're people of color, apparently. Ooh. Anything you'd like to promote? Chapstick. I agree. Yeah. I love a good chap. I love the medicated chapstick. My lips are very dry. <laughs> it's been dry out. Actually, yes. no. It's been. It's been warm here in and Chicago. Moister than an oyster. Moist. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> what about you, Stephen? Uh, if you want to see a show about air guitar, the show that I'm working on as an understudy opens Airness at the Citadel Theater in Lake Forest, Illinois. Forest Lake. I was going to say, I didn't think it was in Lake Forest. I am from Minnesota, and I, I keep doing this. There's a Lake Forest, Minnesota, but there's a Forest Lake, Illinois. There's also a Lake Forest, Illinois. Fuck. Okay, it's it's Forest Lake. Okay. The northern suburb of Chicago. They're both northern. Shit, why would you do that? <laughs> Alright. For my co-host Jared, this is Steven. For my host Steven, this is Jared. Get better naming conventions, Illinois. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.